let's think about direction. The the direction you want to take your your company in. Tell me what is the direction you're going in and what's your value proposition? Mm. What do you want to give people and how will they be changed by it by you giving them that? Tell me tell me what it is. Oh mine. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's actually about self-education, of yeah. course. I'm doing learnability mm-hmm. here. And it's about turning our information consumption into education. So I'm trying to validate our information consumption. Because if we can do that, I believe we can have an incentive mm-hmm. for people to have a more positive information consumption. Fantastic. So I go out lecturing, for example, and I it's about entrepreneurship. But mm-hmm. really what I'm talking about is self-education. Mm-hmm. And I can tell them... Um, it's all about self-education so go home read up educate yourself and sitting there they can think it's a great idea but when they get home it's not tangible enough so this is meant to be a tool to make your self-education more tangible okay and through it being more tangible what will i get it's about that individual pursuit of fulfillment i wanted to make it easier in your life just to educate okay, yourself great. and take different so directions. So you're helping people use education for transformation. Yes. And through that transformation, they're able to get more results and fulfillment in their day-to-day life. Yes. And so you're creating this platform that is like a ladder. I'm going to if you come onto this platform, you're going to get information, education, insights that will elevate you on your journey, help you climb the ladder more quickly and so what you're doing is you're saying instead of going out into the world and like searching and wandering around for good information i'm going to aggregate it for you i'm going to put it in one place and give you a chance of exponential profile exactly exponential growth and and having a profile that shows your learnability basically your effort that you put into it daily and so one of the things that your platform is doing is you're creating a new uh, standard for learnability that people will be able to put on their CV, which is going to be something that every company will want you to demonstrate. Yes. So you're creating a platform that not only teaches them important information about how to navigate the world in their private and professional life, but you're creating a platform where people will have a demonstrable standard of learnability that they can put on their CV, bring into their business life, and demonstrate that they're proactively growing as personal, personally and professionally and demonstrate that to the world. That's, yes, that's it. That's Fantastic. it, right? Yeah, you really got it. That's okay, it. I really got it. Welcome to this episode of the Learnability Podcast about entrepreneurship. So as you've heard throughout the history of this podcast, we've been uh, talking a lot about entrepreneurship and encouraging entrepreneurship. And we thought that we would do a Entrepreneurship 101 episode. These are some of the fundamentals to great entrepreneurship. What we want to do, what we will be doing, is giving away 
advisory services from our network related to anything entrepreneurial. If you've been walking around with an idea, if you're currently working on an idea, if you have just gone to market with an idea and would like a second opinion or some input, this is another reason to get in touch right now. We've categorized this in a few categories, similar to the incubation episode, which had the clear steps of creativity being preparation as a first stage, incubation as a second stage, illumination as a third stage, and verification as a fourth stage. And this cycle is a process for creative ideas and a process for entrepreneurial ideas we've defined as, as I said, three steps. The first step being ideation, the second step being iteration, and the third step being go-to-market. And that's one way to define the process of going to market with a product. After that, there's countless of steps to come. Okay, so the first step, ideation. I normally reference a starting point being the concept of starting with why. A simple way of explaining this is using the golden circle. On the outside of this circle, you have the what. And this is something that every organization or entrepreneur knows. What am I doing? I'm selling this. Okay, so I'm offering this. That's a very basic level. The second level, the second circle, is how. This is where you start finding uniqueness in your product. How am I delivering this? How am I connecting with my community? How am I adding value? But the third inner circle, the why. Why am I offering this service? Why do I exist? And that's where I would start. Another reference to speak about this why is using the concept of ikigai. Ikigai means a reason for being. It's a Japanese concept. And it's a matrix that I really like. And I'll try to illustrate it for you in audio format. And I'll also share the visual version. So what we have is four circles overlapping. And it's a combination of these four steps. What you love. What the world needs. What you can get paid for. What you're good at. In the center, where all these circles overlap, we have Ikigai. And from that, you can start building ideas to make it into a business, to help more people, to serve more people. Because... What is entrepreneurship really about? It's about solving a need or solving a problem. And then we can make it more complex later on and you should and probably will. But let's start off with the fundamentals of solving a need or solving a problem. Henry Ford is the founder of uh, Ford Motors. And he's quoted as saying, if I was to ask people what they needed they would say faster horses. Solving a need that people don't even know is a need yet. 
like our smartphones. No one was asking for a smartphone, but now it's an undeniable part of all our lives. So, Henry Ford, the founder of Ford, in his time, he was solving a need. The need was big enough, the industry grew, and competitors came. Let's fast forward 100 years later, and the need that Henry Ford solved by commercializing the car has now become a problem. And yes, I'm talking about sustainability and our environmental footprint. In comes Tesla to solve a problem. So using entrepreneurship once again, but not to solve a need. That need is already solved. We have cars. But can we take the same concept of a car and switch it to solve the problem that the car has become with electric cars? So I'm using these two quite big examples to talk about solving a need or solving a problem. It's often easiest to start where you stand, to work on a problem that's close to home. But a reason why learnability is connected to entrepreneurship is how we can widen our perspective and find more problems to solve. We do that by being like Pontus or other great examples of curious learners. Hopefully you've listened to one of the two episodes we've done with Pontus. The most recent one being number seven of a pod a day, episode number 47, where we speak about Pontus' recent entry to the Antler program, an entrepreneurship program. And our idea is basically uh, based on the insight that the attention economy has caused a massive power shift in the retail industry. What that means is basically that um, in order for companies and brands to, to capitalize, you must win the battle of our eyes and you must win uh, our trust. Um, and one very effective way of doing that during the last years has been uh, through influence marketing and, and uh, kind of um, word of mouth kind of marketing. And that is done on scale now with, with these influencers then. So um, influencers have a lot of uh, commercial effect, especially on retail uh, companies and brands. So basically they drive a lot of purchasing decisions, uh, to say, uh, out uh, front. So our platform is uh, that we allow for the world's most influential people to curate and sell products directly from their own shop. Uh, so it's handpicked then by, by people that the consumers trust, and then it's drop shipped by uh, really cool brands. And we started a few weeks ago and we've gotten a lot of traction already, a lot of brands that are signing up, a lot of profiles that are signing up as well. And we are excited to, to hopefully launch either before summer or after summer. So it's super exciting. We will do a test now and see whether we can validate this further on before we actually start to like build something more complex. And in our first conversation, we spoke about a previous idea that Pontus had. So my idea was then to, okay, all this information that is online, how can we scrape that and package it and tell it to people so they don't have to 
uh, they don't have to read it themselves and they don't have to choose it themselves. Oh yeah, so you curate? Exactly. So so my idea, the idea the which is called Storical, uh, oh, bought the domain today. By inputting a lot of information and making sure that as much of it sticks as possible, you'll eventually find a specific situation where this once random input becomes a super relevant output. So that's utilizing your curiosity to find creative solutions to problems. And you can also relate this to the perspective density that we're talking about with Susan Lindbergh. What we're talking about there is perspective density in the form of several diverse people being in one group. But there's probably also the aspect of one person having diverse sets of perspective as well. By inputting from different sources and widening one's perspective. And all of this, as we said, gives you the ability to find innovative, creative solutions. So either the need or the problem is staring you in the face daily, or you go out and look for it. Either way, it needs to have wider implications than just yourself. You need to have a market. So this is where you activate your learnability again. This is where you research and become an expert in this market. No one is looking to countries within Asia or Africa. Like, there's gold under the ground and no one is digging. I have this theory. I, I, I want to export the way of working with podcasts as I've been doing from Stockholm to there. It works. The question is, do we have like the unique circumstances of podcast listening coming natural to us or is it universal and we're ahead and what you're trying to get at with knowing your market is where is your market coming from where has it been who's been the key players who established it and where is it moving where is it heading and why what are the factors pulling it in that direction is it changes in technology? Is it consumer behaviors that's changing? Is it one key player in the market that changed the whole market? And is there space for you in this market? And that's where you're coming into knowing your customer. And there's several ways to do everything we're talking about in this episode. There's several methodologies and models you could use. We won't go in specifically to those. That's where you apply your learnability, once again, and find them, try them, apply them. We spoke about the pain point metrics in the episode with Mala Chakraborty, head of Ericsson One, Ericsson's innovation hub, which is a good step when you know your customers, know their pain points, and this is getting at how you will solve their pain points and the perception your customer might have of your ability to solve their specific pain points. And from work like this, you start getting your value proposition. It should be clearly packaged at this stage. But even though it's clearly packaged at this stage, 
it will still be remade and redone along the journey. That's a huge part of the entrepreneurial journey. And the second step we're getting into now. This second step is the constant iteration. You might have heard our episode on strategic bets. We'll use that as our reference in adapting to the market. Applying the methodology of strategic bets could enable you to place small enough options that in the long term may have tremendous strategic value. When the bet stops being strategic, one should be able to simply walk away from them. So, even though they do incur monetary costs, which in the short term may be high, they are not as costly or risky as the alternatives, which could be doing nothing or doubling down on your bets. We can make our bets strategic by deploying exploratory acquisitions or implementing temporary organizations that allow you to hit the ground running. And if one succeeds with the strategy, it's no longer a bet. It then becomes a successful venture and enters the next stage of progression, as you are now, hopefully, on a sustainable path. To quote Steve Blank, the originator of the lean startup movement, a startup is a temporary organization designed to search for a repeatable and scalable business model. So as we said, by this point, you know your market, you know your customer, and you have a belief that you have an offering for this customer. You have solutions to their problems, or you're solving their needs. But there's probably still a lot of assumptions being made. So now it's time to prove them. And the question becomes, what small step can you take to get enough feedback to take the next step? And on and on, until you're proven to your customer, to your stakeholders, and to yourself that this is the solution to invest further in. If it doesn't stick, I guess you're going back to the first step of ideation, rework the idea. Maybe you need more input to find totally different creative solutions to the same problem. But if you've gotten enough positive feedback from your focus groups or your test group, now it's time to go to market. And in these days, the market is crowded. The market is filled with entrepreneurs claiming to have the solutions to everybody's pain points. But how do you break through the noise? How can you get to the point where your product is marketing itself? Maybe not marketing itself, but it's being marketed by users. It's self-evident that this is one of the best solutions to this problem or need. And here we get into smaller cycles of the ideation and iteration phase when you're going to market and when you're in the market constantly improving the idea, constantly iterating the product, constantly taking a step back, constantly taking two steps forward. This is where the work intensifies. So remember to take your time in the ideation phase. 
not too long time to where your solution becomes irrelevant. But this is your chance to really get at the problem from all different angles without severe consequences if you were to change something completely. Because once you're in the market, there's certain expectations of you. And letting a customer down could have fatal consequences for your business. And I'm not saying this to apply more pressure than is needed. And to sort of relieve you of some of that pressure, I'd like to get back to Simon Sinek once again. And his latest book, The Infinite Game, about us running our businesses Not like we're in a finite game with one winner and all other losers. Rather, we're in an infinite game of collaboration, of learning, of giving. I think, um, you know, one of the predictions I've read about uh, the next decade, even before this whole situation arose, was that we're going to see the rise of multi-business networks, um, which are a it's a network of businesses that assist one another drive prospective clients to and from each other and i think that we're going to see an acceleration of that as this uh, as this situation continues to sort of stretch on where cooperation becomes um, more optimal than competition so it's really a time to practice uh, abundance mindset rather than the scarcity mindset yes i think so um if we if we move into the scarcity mindset, then everyone will move into the scarcity mindset. Yes. And then everything will become scarce. Resources will become stretched. We'll start worrying about, you know, oh, well, I should do this project myself because I don't know when the next project is coming. Um, but the truth is, if you engage with more people, grow your network online, just generally engaging with your network more regularly, and that perhaps you'll be front of mind when they have something. And like I said in the beginning of this episode, we're gathering a network of entrepreneurs to give away advice and tools. Visit learnability.online and get in touch. Running a business is not for everyone, but an entrepreneurial mindset is. Applying your curiosity and your learnability to find solutions to problems, to solve needs, and hopefully to help society grow. You've been listening to the Learnability Podcast, and we hope you're safe wherever you are in the world. As mentioned, please get in touch with any questions or thoughts. You can actually send me an email directly at innocent at learnability.online or visit learnability.online. And you'll find the details there. Until next time, stay curious.